It's five minutes with me. Today we're going to talk about fear. I've been fired two times from ministry positions. Well, it's not really fair. I was fired once and I was laid off once. But the inner dialogue that instantly flowed within me, despite the two occurrences being almost 20 years apart, was eerily similar. I'd grown and matured in fairly significant ways over those 20 years, which told me that either A, my interior self wasn't as different as I would have hoped, or B, my experience, while deeply personal, is not uncommon. Walking alongside dozens of terminated youth workers over the last decade tells me both are probably true. But I don't want to talk to you today about losing your job. Losing my job is simply the most intense personal experience I have in my inner voice of fear. And my inner voice of fear has been the primary tool the evil one has used to keep me frozen, exasperatingly short of the fully transformed life God has dreamed of for me. In both terminations, I saw it coming. I grasped and positioned and politicked and even begged. I tightened my grip, hoping I could somehow control the situation and distract the approaching monster of loss. Once the control was taken away, I entered a very brief stage of disorientation mixed with relief. The waiting was over. My exerted effort to control, which is tiring, was no longer necessary. But quickly on the heels of that moment, the voice of fear started to whisper, you're done. No one will hire you after this. You'll never again impact the kingdom. Your family is going to starve. <laughs> yeah, the voice of fear isn't always rational. The coaching program I lead has given me a, a cautious invitation into the deepest places of struggle in the lives of so many youth workers. And I found over and over again that the majority of youth workers struggled with fear. They might hide it well, even from themselves, but it colors interactions, it nudges decisions in one direction or another, and it limits our freedom and ability to truly be ourselves. Fear of being found out. Fear of being exposed as a fraud, fear of losing your job or the security of a salary, fear of having your integrity questioned or your character accused, fear of not being good enough or strong enough or insightful enough or capable enough. I'll go a little step further. We youth workers have a collective self-image of being fearless. Rawr! I'm a wild one. Get out of my way because I'm a bundle of Jesus-y action and energy. And that vocational stereotype, which is both thrust upon us and self-selected, combined with the spotlight of ministry leadership misleading us, telling us that experiencing fear is not in our nature, and that's a killer lie. Now for the uncomfortable part. It's one thing to look at other people and their fear. We're the change-embracing, risk-taking, spirit-responsive youth workers, after all. We get this stuff. Except I'm riddled with fears, and I'm guessing you are too. I might be pretty good at keeping them chained up in the basement of my soul and psyche, pretending they don't exist. But in times of emotional intensity, like those two job losses, they started howling from their subterranean pen, threatening to rip free of their chains and wreak havoc in my life. Our God is compassionate about transforming your life. 
God wants a new you, a better you, a more sustainable you, a version of you who more fully embodies who he made you to be in your personal and ministry life. After I lost my job that second time, my fears wouldn't be chained in the basement of my soul and psyche. They'd broken free and wanted to destroy me. I retreated to a cabin in the desert, wrestling with God and my fears. Listen, my fears have not gone away. All these years later, they seem almost like a cross to carry. They're part of me, like a pet that could scratch my eyes out, but mostly lies innocuously in the corner. Naming those fears defangs them. It disempowers them. And by being aware of my fears, I'm able to consciously and consistently hold them up on the palms of my hands as prayers to Jesus, the one who longs to transform me. I'm not completely sure why Jesus doesn't totally remove them from me. Probably something about keeping me humble or living into a life of faith, but I'm okay with that. How about you? Can you be honest about the fears that hold you back from experiencing the ongoing transformation and change brought by the Holy Spirit and leading to a full, the fullness of life? Can you acknowledge those fears, what you risk losing, and hold them out on open palms? Can you ask Jesus to take you to a place of risk, of faith, of deep revision? Oh, I long for that in my own life, and I pray uh, and I will pray for it in yours also. The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.